If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about narcissism. There's some new research into what makes up a narcissist. We're going to talk about where it comes from, how narcissists affect the world, and if in fact you are one or if you know one. Before that, we're going to do our What Do We Learn This Week's Minds About a New Type of Energy Storage, and Mitch's is about Twitter, a.k.a. X. Oh, <laughs> I forgot that's what it's Barf. called. Whoops. So embarrassing, Hi. lol. I just read a New Yorker profile on Elon Musk, and the guy's off his rocker <laughs> <laughs> it's also just so funny they describe him taking down the twitter like bird and putting up a big x and it's just like we're living in a like fictional dystopian movie with like a weirdo megalomaniac who's like <sighs> oh we're gonna call it x it's like what more meaning? than one megalomaniac too by yeah. the way like speaking of narcissists yeah that's why i actually chose my what you learn this oh week about interesting that. Yeah. <laughs> because Ooh, yeah, we'll get into it. Also, okay, we've been consuming a lot of content. We saw Hamilton. Oh, I was like, have we? I actually, yeah. by the way, for all of August, got rid of all my social media. I was like, um, I'm not consuming content. No, I'm not talking about... Okay, you mean sorry. on the stage and on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> maybe content's the wrong word. Cause content. It's so funny to call like movies content. No, like, yeah. Like, actors would be so pressed. If you went up to like Leonardo DiCaprio and you were like, I like your content. Yeah, he probably <laughs> like, slapped me to the ground. Film. Okay, sorry. <laughs> We've been consuming a lot of culture. And actually people do come up to me and say, I love your content. And like my eye twitches and I'm like, what is my life? <laughs> I wish that I created a film. But we saw Hamilton again in Toronto. It was amazing. Unbelievable. It's like, okay, hot take. Hamilton's good. <laughs> um, and then we saw this movie past lives which was beautiful yeah everyone should go see and then the reason i thought about this is that last night i saw this movie passages which is like i actually think about narcissistic personality disorders oh like i didn't see that one i'm not as cultured as greg it's sometimes like a, a boy just wants to play zelda <laughs> yeah it's a famous movie right now because it got an nc-17 rating because the sex scenes are wild like graphic you mean like semi-hard in the theater vibes. oh whoa. like it was like i didn't even want to like look at my friends i was with i was like because this it's is like insane. pornography it was like only fans <laughs> well it's interesting because i'm kind of like okay it's a french film so it's like okay eye roll maybe there's just sex in this because they're french <laughs> but i was like this has to have something to do with the plot and in my f- depiction of what i thought the movie was about it kind of made sense but it was kind of shocking like this is to see it to see it because it was like Oh my god! And then one of them is gay sex, and it's wild. It's absolutely wild, like thrusting, Whoa. touching hole. Do you see peen? So you don't ever really see peen or vag or clit or tit, okay. <laughs> but it is so much more sexual than any sex scene I've ever seen. 
Because I was going to say, you know what I found shocking? We recently went to a theater that like plays old movies and saw one of Greg's oh my favorites. God, another e one. E2 Mama Tambien. Which is e like I'm repeating Spanish that. E2 Mama Tambien. Everyone goes to it. It's it was incredible. Freaking it's incredible. From 2001. It's a Spanish film. or um, Mexican. It's like Mexican, sorry, but Spanish language. It's lived up to the test of time. Like We loved it. But there are scenes where you fully see not only soft dick, but full masturbation heart yeah from a distance of like from a distance I, I found it like i kind of forgot that and i was like I, oh my gosh it's actually so funny to see like <laughs> these two guys like masturbating okay <laughs> wow Ijo Mama Tambien is like a sexual, brilliant movie about three people. Passages, sexual movie about three people. There's definitely... Oh my God, Past Lives. Sexual, sexual movie, movie about, about three, three people. people. <laughs> Less sexual, more Less romantic, sexual. Yeah. and absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> also, I saw Peso Pluma on Saturday, which is like a Mexican singer. I'm, damn. So who are, I his, am who on are his three? Like who are the three people he's having sex with? Okay, <laughs> he's, two, he's so interesting because he's kind of like... He sings country Mexican music from what I understand, but he has such a vibe. Like he dresses so cool and he acts so cool. And if he's having sex with two people, I'm like, it's giving it's too hot girliness. He doesn't have a bi vibe. Oh, okay. Very sure. Whereas all passages and E2 Mama Tambien is about bisexuality. Mm. Both of the movies. Okay. Holy cool. shit. There's such parallels. Oh. We are not a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move on. Okay, well, but I hope on. people are writing down these movies because they're, <laughs> they're all, all good. Yeah. Check okay. Out. okay. And Moving you'll on. be horny. Oh my god. Okay, move on. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, you go first. All right. Well, mine's somewhat tangential to the topic of today, which is narcissism, because it's about Elon Musk. Yeah. And his impact on Twitter. But there was actually a research study that was released pretty recently specifically focusing focusing on environmentalism and like environmental not necessarily activists on twitter but people who talk about environmentalism um so you know every twitter has lots of different poli uh, sorry categories or uh, communities there's like pol politic how do you say political people people mm -hmm. who are interested in video games this is looking at environmental twitter which okay. is defined as posting on the topic at least once in a 15 day period so they were looking at accounts who were like you know regularly talking about the environment okay. in a way that was like an, about environmentalism. So six months after Musk took over, 50% of those accounts have left the website, huh. which is... Out of their own volition? Yeah, they're no longer active. So they huh. fall out of that active category. Well, that's interesting because so, we're not active on it. Yeah, no. No and longer. we would always talk about environmentalism. Yeah. I think a lot of people were like, this is kind of the last straw. Why am I posting on a platform that's actually actively suppressing yeah. this kind of, or okay. like promoting. Um, it was done with like, there was almost 400,000 environmental users <clears throat> and then another almost like half a million controls. And the control group, or using politics Twitter, they said that only dropped by 20%. So like the environmental mm. movement obviously felt a certain extra kind of way to leave, which... You know, it's a little bit of schadenfreude for me to be like, yes, I'm so happy people are leaving. We, we don't post on Twitter anymore. But the conversation was also like, this is a platform. Like for information. Discussion around yeah. And public communication of climate issues has been really important on these yeah. kind of social media. Some people might argue it's not, you know, it's not significant enough in terms of like how much you can write and is it nuanced enough to talk about this. But still, mm, but it still obviously that's a, a pretty big hole yeah. for people who might have been seeing that content who now will... Like presumably see half as much. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like and it was related to him. Him. <laughs> yeah. Like the profile was interesting. I think he's definitely a narcissist and we'll get into like why based on like psychological studies, but he, it really talked about how it was the pandemic getting in the way of his quote unquote mission to like, all of his companies that made him become such an like right wing. Hmm. Like prior to that, he was like, yeah, obviously he was like, like lot. Uh, he was kind of like loved by like even the left. Like he, he was making electric cars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people like at least he's see, yeah. seen him as an environmental yeah. leader. But he did. He did obviously prior to that have like right wing. Well, he was a talking points. Ultimately. Yeah, and like he wasn't like he was so whatever. But they were just saying the pandemic is what really like mm -hmm. made him go 
and it did and then like Mm. that's also when he started buying twitter and like yeah i mean it's interesting because we have even in the past i was like oh i'd love a tesla like you know five ten years ago yeah now i see when i'm like oh i'm sorry and like thankfully now there's so many more options and whatever tesla had its place in the market to like help popularize maybe electric vehicles but I am like, I will not buy a Tesla now. So the way that the article ends, because the New Yorker is so... They, the ending of a New York article is extremely important, in my opinion, <laughs> based on like, because they're so nuanced, they're always full of so much information that sometimes you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, and what they are they end. trying to say? And they said that like he wrote some letter recently about AI and like the dangers of AI because he, in the past, was like very invested in AI, but he kind of like pulled out of AI a little bit and like a lot of other Silicon Valley people took over and now mm-hmm. AI is like the big conversation. I think yeah. he's probably a little butt hurt that he's not in it, mm-hmm. but he was part of these like groups of people who came together with this big warning in like mm-hmm. a message and that message said, we can't allow these important like institutions to be governed by Silicon Valley, like mogul. Like he said mm-hmm. this thing that the whole article is like, this is exactly what you're doing with every other one of your enterprises and you're you are now stating what we're all thinking which is that in many ways he's bigger than the government the government is now relying on spacex to do things that nasa would have done in the past he now has so much power over the government that it's the articles like this is scary and then he's in the end saying that shouldn't happen when it comes to AI and it's like, okay, well you're doing that when it comes to space exploration and all these other things. And also I had seen that conversation around how like he wants to do that. Still, he just is like upset that other companies have the head start in that space. And I don't want to spread rumors. I'm trying to re-remember what I had seen. It was almost like weeks after that, he was like investing in a bunch of like AI companies. Or yeah. I, again, this is like, I'm trying to remember this right. I mean, the, the thing that stuck like out to me, like ironic. maybe, yeah, we shouldn't say that if we don't know for sure. But the thing that stuck out to me from the article, which is that like he, the U.S. government didn't invest in green charging stations because Tesla had like a monopoly. Mm. And so then it Tesla kind of like lobbied the government out of doing that across America. And now like, well, it's harder to charge other types of green. It's like, not like they should have all been universal from the exactly. Yeah. If the government had done that, this is why like, this is the thing where it's like, they would be universal chargers. Yeah. They would be chargers that are meant to not be rooted in capitalism, but, but be rooted for everyone to have green energy. And now they're like having to like, force Elon Musk back mm-hmm. into making universal charging. Like little things like that where you're like, that is fucked. Well, I mean, you that actually is care. Like, I mean, that's what happens with Apple products. Like the EU is finally yeah. saying like, you have to switch your charger yeah. so that the, like, like Android are universal. Yeah. Yeah. And in the EU that might change, but here it's like, you have to have a separate iPhone charger yeah. and an Android charger. Yeah. But weirdly my iPod has an Android charger like, yeah. or like a USB-C. Yeah. Um, but, but that's it is like, like these companies and he's no better is just yeah. like, they're, even though their manifesto is like, let's help the environment. It's like, but only if we can, it's make not, it's not, that's what I mean. He's a, but the one thing they said is that he hates his life, <laughs> which is like, kind of feels nice. Like he's extremely stressed. He is on so many, like, like he does a lot of ketamine. Oh. He does a lot of, um, uh, other, I've, oh, he's addicted to Ambien nor to sleep. Like he's like, he's openly talked about those um, things. They interrogate it through memoirs and through, mm. Uh, like other people yeah, around him. It's like the New Yorker is an incredible, it's Ronan Farrow too, like a really famous journalist. So the insight is really interesting. Like he, I don't think ever agreed to talk to them, which I also like. Oh, so it's a, about him, but he's not, not through his I just words. know he's fuming flipping the pages. Cause when the New Yorker does a profile on you, sometimes it's like following a celebrity or recently was following this famous art dealer. And obviously he's excited. He's a famous art dealer mm. to have a New Yorker profile. Like yeah. that's a huge deal, but it could go either way. Uh, like, yeah, it's like you, you can either be ripped apart or yeah. loved. So <laughs> I bet that Elon Musk's team was like, you can't talk to them because you might say something, fucked, right. <laughs> but, but sucks to be you because they're doing it anyways. Yeah. And it's Ronan Farrow. And so they're going to be really spending a lot of money mm. and time. And so, He's addicted to Ambien. Like, you, I know that from their <laughs> research, but he never said, I'm addicted right. to Ambien. Okay. Uh, what's your what? Well, <laughs> that would we'll have been better to go into narcissism. Mine's yeah, not about that. I know. It doesn't matter. We'll take a little um, bit from narcissism and talk about your what did you learn this week. Yeah. Uh, so I was reading about, like, battery storage because, well, it's about environmentalism. Like, 
back to renewable energy, car batteries, et cetera. Like everything right now is based in like lithium ion batteries, lithium mm-hmm. batteries. It involves cobalt, all these horrible like minerals that now they're like, oh, let's just go to the bottom of the ocean and extract them. Or there's like child labor getting Mm -hmm. it from certain countries in Africa. Like awful, awful ways that we need to store renewable energy. And so like essentially like um, wind power and solar power has come so far. It is absolutely incredible how cheap and how much more efficient it is than fossil fuels now, which is great, but it still can't really be stored properly. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different ways that you could do it. And then this is like a Toronto based company. That's so freaking cool. And so it's like called advanced compressed air energy storage. So what it would be is like in picture, like just picture a field right now, but like Mm -hmm. this could be implemented in pretty small places. You dig this giant freaking hole (laughs) full of water. And then, so when it's left alone, the water is like, at the bottom, like you have to go really, really like low into the ground in pipes. The bot, the, the water's just like sort of like hanging out in the bottom of these pipes. And there's also this pool that's like not that big. That's like made near the surface when the renewable energy, like the wind and the solar during that day, it'll be used for like, say like the small community. But when there's extra power, which there always is, it uses the electricity to push compressed air down. So it forces the water to go up to this pool, which is higher up and on the surface mm-hmm. of the like ground Mm -hmm. so then at night when the solar goes away that water is now up here with all this like potential energy and then it pushes down it like Mm. falls again when the compressed air is turned off and then that turn that pushes and spins the turbine and then it creates energy at night so it's just pushing water up that then during the day and then it just falls Mm. at night and creates electricity that's really genius i don't know why no one thought like not of that but it never occurred to me like okay yeah when you have extra energy why not use it into another form of energy that can then be used later and so that is what like this article was about the reason i like looked into this one because it was from toronto and i thought it was cool like maybe we could do a video on it but the other ones was like similar it's like it pushes air down into like almost like the earth, like where people frack, mm-hmm. it builds up so much pressure throughout the day. And then at night, the pressure is released. And mm-hmm. it, they can use that. And then it's like the same idea. And that's like happening energy. all over Texas. And there's a lot of like, you know, like Biden and people are putting all this money into this thing. It was, it was just cool. Cause cool. it was like, this that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Cause in the meantime, while we're trying to develop batteries that can like store and hold enough energy, like that would be a yeah. long term solution, but that has always been the problem. Is yeah. That it's more of an active, like, you're using the energy while it's there and it's not like, that's why your house, when you get solar panels, you don't get like a battery. You're just like either putting it into the grid or right into whatever is being used. Yeah. And it is just like sad. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. if they're going to continue to look for cobalt and lithium, like it's not ever going to be good for the environment. Yeah. It's not, it's like at the bottom of the ocean now it's in right. Chile. It's in yeah. like whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, that's, Optimistic. I love a little bit of optimistic. Okay, now let's talk about narcissists. There's a lot of them. Okay, six percent of the U.S. population. Well, are we taking a break? No, I know. Uh, I'm just like I'm. <laughs> you're so excited to talk about. I narcissism. am. It's interesting. Well, okay, we'll take a little break and then we'll be back to talk about narcissism. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Study time. Study time. Study time. So, up to 6% of the US population, mostly men are said to have narcissistic personality disorders. That seems like a lot. That is, but I guess it's like probably signs of, and obviously there's probably a spectrum of how narcissistic somebody is. I would say in my 
anecdotal personal experience, it makes sense that more men are narcissistic. Yeah. But that we also live in a society that like has for many a century enabled men to think that they're better than others. Whereas like many women and then obviously many minorities, like I wouldn't be surprised if minorities are less likely to be narcissists because the way society can treat them yeah. and so the way that they're told. What do you have a definition? Cause my whole study kind of challenges the definition, but one thing I read was like a mental health condition in which people have an unreasonable, unreasonably high sense of their own importance. Hmm. Yes. So in one of the studies I read, it said narcissistic personality disorder or NPD is conceptualized as excessive self-love and consisting of two subtypes known as grandiose and vulnerable narcissism. Okay. So then that is directly linked to what this new information is about, which is about the idea of vulnerable or like covert narcissism. Because in the past, okay, also narcissism was like invented in the 70s, which I was like, that's kind of weird. Invent, or you just mean the like, term came to be. Psychology <laughs> is like new. Like before that, it was just yeah. like, that's a crazy man that like loves attention. Well, I've been, okay, something that struck me recently, I realized we have this that phrase was, yeah. we were looking for, like instead of saying like, what's new? If you want to have a conversation started, you say like, what's something that, you know, struck you recently? Uh, Eliza from the Toronto rendition of Hamilton. <laughs> okay, yeah. So <laughs> speaking of psychology and narcissism, I've been thinking a lot about like how, limited we are by language and we were talking about this in couples therapy uh, and just how like words are constructs that actually don't represent reality and yeah we try to use them as best as we can to represent reality but there's limitations right like yeah um like there, there's you can call these headphones but like but it's polyester they're it's actually it's they're just mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? Like Mitch did shrooms this morning. <laughs> I'm kidding. And sometimes I've been back on Duolingo learning. I'm sorry, this is a tangent side note, but learning Spanish again, practicing more. Um, and I was thinking a lot about how like there's a certain point where you know words well enough that you no longer have to translate them in your mind, right? So yeah. when I'm trying to practice Spanish, I'm reading the Spanish sentence and then putting it into English. Yeah. But eventually, hola. I don't have to go, that means hello in my brain. It yeah. just is hola. Wait, but what is this link to? You were talking about language and how the word narcissism was only really okay. created in the 70s yeah. and how well, words sometimes create these concepts. Yeah. For us. I just thought that was. Narcissus is like the Greek guy that like, oh. that's the, <laughs> the it's Greek based guy. on it's like the, the narcissist is the guy that like <laughs> looked into like his reflection for too long. Uh, okay. So it's obviously rooted in like a story and like mm-hmm. a fable that's really old. And obviously people have been narcissists. A trait that has been Yeah, identified. but I'm just saying like psychology and disorders and all these things. Mm-hmm. It's like you forget that that is like a newer field. So the idea of someone having a narcissistic personality disorder started around that time. And at that time, it was like what we think of grandiose, grandiose right. narcissistic personality disorder. So they're like, these are people who are extroverted, crave attention, have a higher sense of themselves than like they sh- than normal than they should, and it creates this person who you picture like like Elon Musk. Like their example is like Nahendra Modi from India because he actually walks around with like embroidered coats with his name on them. Mm. Like he thinks he's a god. Self importance, like, yeah, or like yeah, people or like, who um, just Kanye. Like believe that they're more talented, believe that they're better than everyone, and that they like the kind of like colloquial version of just like that person's obsessed with themselves. They yeah. love themselves to a degree that the average person does not. So then what the new research is saying is that, and psychologists are still arguing, but like more people are being like, these people who are narcissists actually have extreme vulnerability mm. and are actually very much able to feel grandiose. And then another day they hate themselves. So they're like, it's not like these people, these people who have like a high sense of self also crash. And that creates this sort of like mm-hmm. tension that creates a mental health, like in unstable personality. Yeah. From what I was reading, like it can also be described for some narcissists as a form of insecurity and their narcissism is projecting their security, trying to say like, yeah, since I yeah. am insecure, I need to show everybody that I'm the best or act like I'm the best, be really overly self-confident yes. because on the inside, I actually feel the opposite. And that is when it started to click for me where I'm like, definitely I've met men <laughs> who do that. Yeah. It's like you're posing so hard. Posing. It's literally kind of the way people used to be like, you're a poser. 
like you're pretending. Yeah, I'm like, I bet that would be like your kind of maybe as a kid trying to clock, like you're being narcissistic. You're mm. being, you're acting so like confident and grandiose. Putting but it like, on. It an feels, affectation. Yeah, yeah. And like, I can see why that would create like a really intense mental health issue because you're like mm. not being yourself. And then also, you're probably really sensitive to criticism and things. And that might start happening when people start calling you out. And a lot of studies find that this as a tactic. So if you are insecure and are projecting like not security, but projecting like narcissistic traits, it actually is counter um, to what your goal is. So it's mm. actually makes people like you less, which is your problem oh, in the first place. And so it's like a circular, what would you call like a self-perpetuating system whereby then you're more insecure. So you project more, which makes is not a very nice trait. Like people don't huh. like warm to narcissists. Yeah. They might like be gravitated in certain ways because they think that, oh gosh, they're scary or they have power or they have money. But like in general, I think from a personality trait, like no one's like, I love narcissistic people. Well, well, okay, that's interesting because the other thread I found in these studies was that there are a lot of functional narcissists. So like of course, yeah. there are there are dysfunctional narcissists and I think they're called patholog it's like pathological narcissism. But like narcissism is valued in Western society because mm -hmm. one of the main things, and I thought this was really interesting, that narcissists do is they strive and are focused and are they're, they're striving for and focused on improving their lives. Mm. And I was like, that's really interesting. It kept talking all this self-help bro YouTube yeah, yeah. stuff. It's very self -focused. It's narcissistic. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I didn't think of it like that. They were like, so these people are obsessed with success. They're obsessed with validation and they're obsessed with striving to make themselves better. Therefore, they are running companies. They are mm. really successful people who are actually valued. They're not always hated by society because That's society fair, is yeah. like, oh, has created space that type of success. Yeah. Exactly. As like, um, it, sorry, in Western society, narcissistic tendencies are valued because you might be extremely successful because you're functional. What happens is if you become a pathological narcissist, that's when you have a heart, you have an inability to maintain that self-esteem. Um, and therefore you might end up really like isolated. Yeah. Um, you might put down other people to feel better about yourself. You get angry really easily. You get envious, shameful. So like that is a version of narcissism that you would probably be like, oh, that sucks. That person's suffering. Whereas there's these other mm. people who are like very functional. My take on it is that it's not necessarily that narcissists are valued in a Western society, but that the results or like what comes out of it is what is valued, which is similar to something. And mm. they're often linked is perfectionism, right? Like people mm. who are perfectionists end up, you know, creating things, doing things that a lot of people end up liking or wanting or they make money or they're successful those traits as we've talked about in our perfectionism episode are actually like pretty toxic are not good for the individual or people around them yeah but as a society for some reason the results of them yeah we have like desire because it feeds into like you know capitalism and just like the way we function as like we're not like a crazily stratified society like some other parts of the world but there is still people striving to be in yeah. sort of like the top upper classes of having things and looking people like love people like steve jobs who were like you know crazy perfectionists maybe yeah. narcissists like i don't know but like the curve on that iphone was worth it or whatever yeah and you're just like but was he a lot of people are like he was the most awful person to work yeah. with ever. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly like i think um that being, I'm curious and I was never able to clearly get a definition of when you walk into like a therapy office or a, are they like, you have narcissistic personalities or like, I feel like, okay, I'm going to read a grandiose narcissism definition and then a vulnerable narcissism definition. And I feel like most people would fall in between one or the other Okay, in like a way where I'm like, how do you decide? How do you decide you if it's a disorder or not? I think you can tell because when people are disordered they probably are really pissing off a lot of people around them and maybe struggling to have friends and family but okay grandiose narcissism which i was like i think this one's me <laughs> and then the other one i'm like i think might be you oh my god okay. but but like but yeah, this fair. is me saying like in yeah, the same everyone's way, like, gotta find you're these. not supposed to say alcoholic you're supposed to say someone has an alcohol use disorder mm -hmm. and what scale are you on because yeah. it's like i have an alcohol use disorder because i do drink 
twice on the weekend. <laughs> Whereas like someone actually drinks More every or day less. or can't function yeah. without. I like actually hate drinking alcohol, but I do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. I don't think that either of you have a nurse. Either of us have a narcissistic personality disorder, but I think everyone has yeah, some level. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of the things in our lives were like, you know, we're obviously Instagram. All very, yeah. It's 100%. a narcissistic tool. There is studies that are like, the more you have selfies, the more like you, you yeah. are. Yeah. Narcissism, that kind of makes sense. Okay. So grandiose narcissism means you're motivated by opportunities and rewards. You're sensitive to positive stimuli and rewards. I literally earlier was like, Mitch, you have to say my lunch was good. That I made. <laughs> you're extroverted. <laughs> uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Um, likely to engage in appearance enhance, enhancement like skin tanning. I'm like, I sometimes I'm just like, how long do I have to be in the sun? Because I want to tan. Focus on growth and realizing ambitions. Okay, gym growth, bro, over here. <laughs> and then it's like, biceps. and power seeking, which I'm actually not. I'm not interested in that. But I'm just like, those are all things that I was like, a gulp. But then, okay, vulnerable narcissist, motivated by threats. Oh yeah. Sensitive yes. to negative stimuli. Uh, yes. You. Neurotic. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Prone to angry rumination. Oh god. <laughs> Focused on safety. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Security avoiding negative outcomes and paranoid. Again, oh. the last two are not as What was the last one? Seeking out what? Security of like use like obsessed with security and like avoiding negative outcomes. Mm, that's still me. I know, no, 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 but you're not like paranoid. <laughs> no, but I've had okay. Like, let's be real, and you can be honest with me. I obviously don't think I'm a narcissist, but there's times when I've been like, especially my younger self when I look back, I'm like, maybe it was a coping strategy to like pump myself up out of insecurity. But so you, th- I've come f- far, and now I'm like, okay, I, I don't think I'm over. I don't think I don't, I'm no, that special or important. But yeah. when I was young, I would tell myself. Okay, so I what? Was. What I think is the reason why this episode is being done now is because I think that that's a really important distinction. This grandiosity narcissism, the one that I related to more, mm-hmm. is I think the one that everyone Classic. thinks about. Yeah. So I think when people were looking at you when you were younger, they probably weren't thinking you're a narcissist. But now that we have mm. this vulnerable not narcissist definition, I definitely think when you were younger, you suffered from those things more than you do now yeah and narcissism like it's like likely to engage in appearance enhancement so many people are doing that and then when i think about celebrities i'm like i don't think you can become a celebrity and not be a narcissist i think you could not be a narcissist and then randomly get famous but once you're famous you can't if you remain famous like some people have a quick moment of fame and then yeah and then they're like yeah (laughs) but it's like you literally must be constantly trying to get positive sorry you if you're famous you're probably a grandiose narcissist Mm. actually there are vulnerable narcissists for sure like joaquin phoenix and stuff these other celebrities who you're like why are you brooding it's like oh you're a narcissist but you're like scared Mm. of criticism or whatever (laughs) But it's like, I think that we live in a society where we love narcissists because we're... And it's, we, we more and more live in a society that enables the narcissism in everyone, I think, right? Like all of our social media, everybody is putting themselves out there to be seen. And that's like, obviously a normal human desire. My, my, my personal take is just like, obviously everyone has a level of narcissism. We are meant to care about ourselves. We are meant to be, have some fear. We are meant to have aspirations, but we now live in a society as well. That is like hyper-focused on all those things all the time. We're seeing, you go on YouTube, you go on TikTok, you're seeing all these self-help things, which seem harmless and they seem great, but actually they they seem the opposite of harmless. The whole point is that they're helpful. They're supposed to be good, but they are all self-focused. Like it's very rare that you'd find videos that are like, here's the 10 best ways to help other people. Yeah. yeah, Those like don't work, you know, like, but here's the 10 best things to help you and become more productive viral <laughs> yeah absolute virality like narcissism <laughs> it's like six percent of american men like let's go everyone <laughs> but that's why i'm annoyed that they never gave me a clear disorder but i can only imagine it's like so many other versions of disorders when you start to study them which is when your life is being affected if you're negatively mm-hmm. impacting friends and family if you're focusing on right. self-help over your relationships with others but i'm like i actually think a lot of people are doing that True, but, but that, I, I then guess how it's got to be the outliers, right? Like when you talk about someone who's bringing issues, I, I would say more and more. I mean, we there's so many conversations from psychotherapists, from scientists talking about how how a the internet has like insanely impacted our mentalities. Yeah, we live in a world that probably is 
exacerbating this issue for a lot of people. Yeah. Also, they said that grandiose narcissists will very commonly feel the emotions of vulnerable narcissists. So they'll be like, one day they'll be like, I'm amazing. And then the other day they'll be like, I'm the worst. Okay. Side note a little bit. That I think maybe is linked to what makes it a disorder. They talk a lot about people who aren't able to create a steady sense of self-esteem. So if you're going from this insane, I'm better than everyone to I'm worse than everyone kind of is a, when yeah. I'm starting to think that's a disorder rather than being in the middle, being like, I'm not that great, but I'm not that bad. Like mm -hmm. it's like to me, mental health is a lot of the time, a lot about balance, but they said people who have vulnerable narcissism don't necessarily feel that grandiose moments as much. So it's like grandiose narcissists, see, yeah. you'll see have them the crash. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the vulnerable narcissists have a hard, if not impossible time ever feeling like they're better mm -hmm. than others. Yeah, well, it's, I don't. It's, it's me. No, I don't think that. That's what I mean. I don't think you should no, identify not, with I it don't, because I don't. I don't think you have a disorder. I just have like extreme fear of everything, so it's like that is anxiety. Yeah, yeah, and they also said if you have a narcissistic personality disorder, you're more likely to have anxiety, depression, all these other Fair. things. Well, there's like a dark. It's called like the dark triad of traits, right? It's like psychopathy, narcissism, and Machiavelli. And God, what, I think that's what it's called. What I don't. Yeah, they're just like the dark traits that people have. I don't what? know. I'm going to look this up quickly because I want to make sure I'm saying the right ones. Dark triad is... Like, if you're a psychologist, you're like, The oh, three shit. traits are Machiavellianism, what which is, is a manipulative attitude, okay. narcissism, which is excessive self-love, and psych psychopath... How do you say this word? Psychopathy, psychopathy which is lack of empathy. Um, what does that mean? That's how you These become... traits are three closely related yet independent personality traits that all have a somewhat malevolent connotation so they're kind of like negative and, and harmful but aren't there so many negative ones but let, that's just like an yes, epic one that's like a psychological like categorization um because i wanted to talk about like where does this come from obviously this is narcissism we're talking about or the triad. but the triad this 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 a lot of my studies link them all in together because they're often linked together oh my god okay go that's um scary. Often, what studies have found, again, this field of study is very challenging and it's obviously not like I can like put someone in a study and then they become a narcissist or, you know, yeah. it's like we're always just like trying to. Oh, we, there's a dark triad child. <laughs> yeah. um, but often associated with childhood neglect. Um, neglect. Neglect. Huh. So they had an interesting term that was either dark or malevolent creativity. So obviously we often assume creativity is like a positive force, like being creative is beautiful. It leads to art. It's like generally a good thing, but there's people who actually are like malevolently creative in that they maybe like have fun kind of harming people or pranking people, fabricating lies. To I'm like, you love to prank. I love pranking, okay? But like outside that. <laughs> and you love to lie that you were adopted. I, um, okay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that was a okay. okay. So, okay. okay. No, Did I'm I experience childhood neglect? I don't think so. No, um, I don't think so. But the, these people were more likely to uh, think about ways to take revenge on others and like fabricate lies. It says to simplify a situation probably to their own benefit. Um, and it ultimately these studies have underlined the environment or the relationship between the family environment and individual creativity development. Does that make sense? No, I don't no. get, I don't get the, so I'm just going to read creativity some of the creativity development. Well, creativity is just like a form. It's just saying like most people picture creativity as like drawing or writing music, but well, they can be creative with the way that. They okay. So now I'm like gay, gay, queer people that, is sad because you have to be creative to totally. manipulate. Which maybe would be an exception, I hope. Like if you're putting in, but maybe not because that is like trauma and a form of neglect. Yeah, I feel like I would maybe have gotten some of my grandiose narcissistic traits from the fact that I was probably having to figure out how to be creatively manipulating people around me to not think I was gay. Mm -hmm. By being like, I'm actually just quirky. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like you are like learning how to lie. Yeah, and, and maybe that is, from a societal view, a form of neglect. Yeah, and, and, a, and a reason why we need, like, 
to be talking to be about out and things. open and yeah. allow your kid to be like, I'm gay when they're freaking four. Or whatever. And even just if they're not gay to be like, that's like, okay, and yeah. normal and you, people shouldn't have to hide it around yeah. you. Um, so it's like those who were neglected or received less attention as children predisposes them to seek immediate rewards and develop ruthless and hostile personalities reflecting a faster life strategy. A fast life strategy that's subsequently I also am so fast. leads to more maladaptive behaviors such as exploitation and retaliation. Okay, well, I like... I'm oh I'm like definitely I'm defined as fast. Like what the fuck are <laughs> they talking about with fast? But you had a very beautiful, beneficial family environment. I think that's true. Mine also had which um, cr- which promotes benevolent creativity. But I and you are benevolently creative. I think. Thank you. That's sweet. But I was also a little gay liar. Um, but um, <laughs> out of necessity. Um, also, mine said that it comes from. <laughs> you cannot uh, take a compliment. Oh, You're like what? yeah, but I was also a little fucking liar. <laughs> no, but I was. I always think about how messed I was. The first thing I learned to do was like lie to everyone I know, being like, "Oh yeah, I love Buffy because I want to bang Buffy." It's like, no, I want to be Buffy and I want to bang Xander. Um, that's a millennial reference. Any Gen Zers watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Um, another one of the childhood things that I read was that it was neglect. Um, and I can only imagine that there's so many situations where people it's so tragically are neglected as kids that I can imagine how you are thirsty for attention and validation and it mm-hmm. might be really hard. But the other one was um, when people would, when parents would only show their love through rewards, which I think mm-hmm. comes up all the time too. Like when people, when parents were not, and it actually, when I think about it, is a form of neglect, like withholding love unless the person mm. does something that is deemed successful. And they were talking a lot about like rewards because then like that's probably linked to what you were saying mm-hmm. with the like unable to withhold rewards being. Yeah. Like, and that come that kind of matches well with the insecure form of narcissism then right like if you are only being given rewards when you do things and you're going to feel worried that about criticism yeah to project yeah. your worth in the world which is what they like which i think a lot of people experience even when they're not narcissists right like yeah you obviously many people mix up feelings of worth with things outside of themselves but i don't i know that as a teacher like there was a strong emphasis on when i was in teachers college not doing that not giving kids like stickers or like material rewards to motivate them. And I remember always being like, this is like the fuck this is so annoying. Like so to many not do it. Yeah. I'm like, like it's I'm an like, easy way to it's like, just like, yeah. seems like you're like, I'm like trying to control these yeah. kids that they were like really pushing it on all the teachers that you can't do that anymore. And I wish they would use these types of studies to explain why, because they were just telling mm. us you just shouldn't don't. reward kids with material Imagine possessions like, because you'll make them a narcissist well okay that's where the research is coming from we're at teachers college it's an academic institution they're reading psychology studies and they're trying to make education better for kids i think what they were doing was telling us don't do that but they weren't giving a reason why mm. and we're all there trying to like control kids it's really hard and it's like <laughs> when i tell them that if they're quiet for the whole thing, then maybe I'll give them all a goddamn sucker or something like they might be quiet. Yeah, but then you realize they're so trying to protect their Interesting because, future. I don't know. I just think these are all also just styles. Like by the time our kids have kids, there'll probably be some other version of, well, when you didn't reward, like okay. it, also, I don't know if that's true, but there's always gonna be some yeah, like, like, what do you outcome say, like, that we don't know about. And just like, what's the popular way to, to believe yeah. our constructs around yeah. how the we have no freaking idea this goes back to words but like we have no idea who the human brain works let alone yeah. how like all six seven billion of us are working <laughs> yeah. and interacting in societies of course i don't think that ne- like negates any of this research we're finding out these things but it's just like there will always be a trend and right now the trend is probably like don't over reward your kids because we can see the negative outcomes from that and then at some point our kids are going to be like you never rewarded me and i was that's never like, confident that's like what i always yell at my parents about i'm like you never rewarded me and it's like now i'm like that's the neglect that made me a grandiose narcissist <laughs> but like there is something there where it's like there every action there's going to be an opposite react like there's going to be something exactly and my friend was over on saturday before we went to peso pluma so good uh, and he was said something so funny where he was like, I had like eight nieces at this cottage. And he was like, it was crazy because there's just now all these kids around. And I was like, oh my God, I was like relating to like me mm-hmm. and like my family. We have two kids. Your family is a little bigger, mm-hmm. but still it's like, sometimes you're just like, oh my God, everyone, we all need to like just chill the fuck out. 
And he was like, yeah, and they're all doing this soft parenting style. So it's all these kids are just having meltdowns and all the parents are like, oh, you just it? And I was just like <laughs> laughing so hard because he's like, yeah, like you all like I'm just I want to be like, shut the fuck up. But like you can't because every parent's right, doing this. Like, he described it as soft parenting yeah. style. And I'm like, that is so now. It is. It's so yeah. like. Oh. let them have their tantrum. Yeah, but then they might become, like, who knows? They might all become grandiose narcissists. Yeah. Or who knows? They might be like, I'm They'll blame screaming. their parents either way. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, we don't know the impact of soft parenting. It yeah. sounds obviously better than, like, screaming at your kid. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny because it's like, it is a trend and it's like, who knows what the, like, <laughs> results of this will be. be. But I do think narcissism is really fascinating because I think that society is is our society is valuing it i couldn't get over the self-helpy vibe like the fact that mm. so much of these definitions i was like this is what people are being told to do they're being told to think about themselves they're being told to think about how they can advance their life how mm. they can prolong their life how they can make their health so much science pop science podcast i'm is starting that. to become really like what are we doing here like there's a BBC nutrition podcast that I'm like, this is a disordered eating podcast. Mm. Like it's really starting it's talking to about frustrate like micro me. changes, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's one thing to be like, generally eat healthy foods and all foods and fruits and vegetables. But then when you get into the like, and then when you take like this extra little dose yeah. of vitamin or B. just like, just, yeah, it's like, and, and it's weekly, right? So every uh -huh. week it's like the, the most about... recent one was about snacking and mm. like, yeah, it's cool to learn about your digestive system and like, your gut microbiome and like intermittent fasting and all these things like great but like to what end yeah because to me it's creating a potential for disordered eating in people and it's all linked to how to make your life longer outlive this new book the most popular mm. nonfiction book i'm reading is all about this idea of third wave medicine that like we have to be thinking about prolonging our health on our own terms, not until second wave medicine, which is like when you're sick and in the hospital. Mm. And so it's kind of like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But now it's leading to this narcissistic idea of like, I'm going to figure out how I can make my life the longest yeah. and the best. And, it's not a bad thing, but there's something. Of, yeah, it is hard because obviously like I want to be healthy. I want people around me to be healthy as long as they possibly can. Yeah. But there's a part of it that can, I think, get mixed up in the harsh reality that like we are all going to die and this is like a kind of a yeah fear and it's, of it's that feeling non-accepting versus like being able to say like it's one thing to be healthy but if it's being manifest because you're just like never want to face death like it's probably yeah. better to like think and about that it's now. like leading to narcissism it's like oh you're trying to enhance your life like you're trying mm -hmm. to enhance like your ambitions and your focus on your own growth and that is going to lead you to be focusing on these things that everyone tells you are good, but then you might have this disorder and it's not that like empathetic to other people. It's kind of just like, I'm curious if this is a fad and if in, you know, 40 years we'll look back or if it's just the general trend as humanity has more and more access to information and hmm. media. I think it's a fad. I think that like the way we talk about the nineties, you can just like see like what as the? millennials. I was like, I know what the nineties vibe were. It was yeah. so specific. I can only imagine that we're but in it that. Was, like, I just feel like every decade health is still a bigger and bigger fad, mm -hmm. right? Like even in the nineties, yeah. eighties, maybe that's where it was like beginning to become mediaized. If that makes sense. But it felt like at that time it wasn't about prolonging your health. It was just about, it was about living, being right? like hotter hmm. or like being, this like yeah. idea of a person fitness versus yeah. like optimizing every cell in your body to like live. Yeah, yeah. To like live longer. It was more about like fitness in the moment. I think, I think, but yeah. like, I, but you're right. Actually, there's a lot of trends about it all being about health in mm -hmm. general, but we'll see where it goes. I'm, I'm just like curious. I mean, like I, the only reason I want to live forever is just so I can see all those things happen, but I'm slowly having to accept that I will not. Um, one thing I wanted to say when going to that grandiose form of narcissism, one study I found, cause they were showing that like psychopathy can also be related to this grandiose. Um, and it is not linked to insecurity psychopathy. They found like there was oh, that distinction. And so, uh, they believe that potentially, grandiose narcissism might be better understood as a manifestation of psychopathy do you know oh, what i mean like perhaps people yeah. who are grandiose narcissists are a, it's a form of interesting which is a lack of empathy also and, you know. like a lack of empathy yeah also like so much of this is about self-esteem which i think is so interesting because i also think 
TikTok, Instagram, we're challenging people's ability to have high self-esteem, mm -hmm. I think, through social media. As everyone has access to being criticized by people they don't know. <laughs> yeah, and access to other people's like insanely Life. gorgeous yeah, lives or whatever. Lives. I had a couple last-minute things I was going to. I found like a handful of studies with like claims like this. Narcissists are more likely to endorse negative beliefs about homosexuality. Um, huh. People high in narcissist traits seem to adopt these beliefs because they downplay the importance of equality and are less interested in protecting others. They were less likely or narcissists were less likely to engage in COVID-19 like pra safety practices oh and cleaning. Um, narcissism is strongly correlated to aggressive behavior. It's very Elon Musk. Yeah. The one I didn't write down. Actually, no, I'm not going to say. Um, those were just like. It was like, and traits. if you're gay, yeah. <laughs> you're more likely to be a narcissist. Um, that all makes sense to me. Um, I think it's kind of just cool. Like I'm going to look through life questioning my own narcissism and other people's. I think it's interesting. I don't mm -hmm. know why I find it interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's also one of those things that's like, don't overthink it. Obviously if you, this is something to be diagnosed by therapists, yeah. psychologists and, and psychiatrists and things like that. Like we're just kind of having fun looking into studies and it's fascinating and you know, everything's on a scale, but ultimately at the end of the day, we can't, I, I can't diagnose Elon Musk no. as much as I want to as a narcissist. Yeah. Like he needs to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Figure that out himself. Yeah. And just like, it is a fascinating thing to learn about, but not to necessarily just always place onto other people. I feel like we should do an episode on ketamine. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.